Welcome to another episode of We Understood That Reference. Today we're talking conventions. Of course, San Diego Comic-Con is the big one, but there's plenty of others. And this year, because of coronavirus, a lot of things are going virtual. I'm Claiborne. And I'm Nikhil. So I actually went to Comic-Con once, uh, New York Comic-Con, not San Diego, uh, back in 2012. Uh, it's the only time I think that I've ever gone to uh, Comic Con, and you know, since it was here in New York, it was it was pretty easy. I think that's one of the big advantages of being here in here in New York. Um, you know, if I lived in San Diego, I'm sure I would go to that one probably every year. In New York, it's not too too hard to to go over to the Javits Center and and check out Comic Con. Uh, have Have you gone to any uh, Comic Cons? I have, yeah. Uh, we should have gone together. I went last year and I went uh, the year before, so 2018 and 2019. Yeah, uh, to the New York Comic Con. And then when I was younger, I went to the Wizard World comic book convention in Chicago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something that I never really realized until recently was, um, uh, you know, all these Comic-Cons, they're actually, they're actually different organizations. They're, I, I always assumed that Comic-Con, you know, was a, was a thing, you know, just its own thing, Comic-Con. And they put it on in San Diego and they put it on in New York and basically every other town that had a Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all like part of the same organization. But apparently they're really each of these are their own um, you know, organization that puts it on the San Diego one is actually a nonprofit uh, organization, but the the New York one is a is a for profit organization, and it started back in two thousand and six. Oh wow! I didn't know that. The, the 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 current version of the New York Comic Con. Before that, there were you know there have been different uh, conventions in New York. Um, before that, um, in fact, I think the yeah, what I found was the first official Comic Con. Uh, was in New York in 1960, in 1964. Wow. Uh, of course, you know, that isn't the same one that's happening now. And I don't really know what makes it official um, because there had been probably like fan gatherings before. You know, comic comic books have been a thing for a long time and people have been celebrating them. Uh, but this 1964 one is claimed to be the, most, the, the first official one. And um, over 100 people attended. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Now you know San Diego Comic Con. I think the uh, the attendees are about one hundred and sixty thousand. Is, is, yeah. is what it looked like. The last couple of years, I went to the New York Comic Book Convention, and it was packed. It was just like wall to wall people. So, what about your the first time you had gone? What was what was that experience like? Um, I think the first time is is like the best. Um, so, like the first time at New York, uh, the New York Convention, or the first time ever. First time ever. First time ever, yeah. Um, it was cool. It was really, really cool. I must have been maybe third... Uh, no, how old was I? I must have been maybe 16. Yeah. Uh, I think I was in high school, and uh, we went to the Wizard World comic book convention, got to meet some of the creators. Uh, at that point, I had probably been reading comic books for like four or five years, and um, so I got to meet some of the people who had written some of my favorite books, and uh, some of the artists got some stuff signed, uh, it was really cool. Yeah, and so you know, one thing about me is I, I I'm not into comics. Um, I obviously I watch the the movies and uh, know a lot of um, I, I I enjoy a lot of I guess what you could call nerd culture. Um, and I think that was one of the big surprising things when I went to Comic Con was sort of how little the comic side of things really mattered. Um, which you know Comic Con itself I guess and I don't know about San Diego but certainly New York and probably San Diego to some extent. Um, I feel like they've kind of left the comic origins behind a bit, mm-hmm. and um, you know they're, they're they're more what they call multi-genre entertainment, um, which is this all-encompassing uh, thing because you get a lot of video games and and movies, just any kind of pop culture type uh, stuff. Uh, of course, like Star Wars was really big 
um, there, which I'm sure, you know, Star Wars probably has comics, but, you know, not originated as a comic. Um, so, you know, going there, you, I, I was expecting a lot more focus, emphasis on comics. And in reality, it was a lot more probably, you know, the, the most popular things there were really probably things out of movies, which certainly included movies based on comics. Um, but, uh, you know, things like, you know, Star Wars and, and uh, other things like that were, uh, you know, as popular, if not more popular than comic stuff. Oh, right. And, you know, it, it always wasn't that way. Uh, when I went in 2018 to the New York Comic Con, um, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Like, that's how it was. And like, that was a shock for me because when I went to comic book conventions earlier, like the Wizard World convention, uh, let's see, I went in 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2003, and then I didn't go again until 2018. So there's a big 15 year gap. Yeah. And in the uh, in the earlier ones, the, you know, comic books were really the focus of the convention. The the artists and the writers were on the main floor, and at uh, New York Comic Con at Javits Center all of like the the artists and the, the writers were like in the basement <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they really they really like pushed them off to the side i remember like going and it was uh, yeah i walk in and it's like wow everything's so cool there's huge booths with all this cool stuff going on and everything and signage and everything and then you like walk through a door off to the right like looking for the bathrooms or something and you step into this little sad area that's just lined with comic books <laughs> and you can buy comic books from people and there's like you know the artists there at the at the booth to sign things and stuff and it's just like mostly empty and nobody's nobody's over at those areas and then of course you know they one of the big draws are the um the celebrity photos and signing that they do and of course all the celebrities are people from television and movies you know right um and i actually got to meet um ian mcdermott uh i don't know how much i paid to stand in line (laughs) and meet ian mcdermott but he's he's the uh, actor who played the emperor on uh, Uh um star wars the um spoiler uh grandfather of ray <laughs> and so uh, that was cool and I actually so I, I i met him you know you just you stand in line and, and you go through and uh when i got in there it was it was it was a bit awkward because he's standing there and you know you come in and and i want to say something like you know i, I don't want to hold up the line or anything like that just it's it's very it's very um uh, you know, you go in, you get your picture taken and you move on and that's it. And so I, I walked in and the first thing I said, something was like, uh, I, I said like, you're, you know, you're, you're really awesome or something like that. I don't know, just some generic compliment. But at the exact same time, he said, I really like your hat <laughs> to me. And so we both like talked over each other uh-huh. and then it was like, we both kind of like apologized for, for that at the same time. Uh-huh. So it was just a really weird little awkward exchange. And then, you know, then I, you know, we, we stand and take the picture yeah. and, uh, you know, got, got my, uh, got my picture taken with them. And, uh, that was my, my only real celebrity moment at Comic-Con. Oh, that's awesome. You're 15 seconds of fame with, uh, yeah. the emperor. Yeah, I have to see if he remembers me. Yeah. <laughs> if he's listening to this, maybe he'll, uh, you know, tweet at us or something. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I was going to say at my first convention, uh, like the movies were just starting. Like I remember uh, my first convention, there was like promotional material for like the first X-Men movie and the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And it was like a big deal at the time because uh, it was the first real time that, you know, these things were making the leap from from page to the screen. That's another reason I think I really appreciate like all the comic book movies because when, when we were growing up, like they didn't exist and we always wanted them. And now that we get them, even though we get them like every couple of months, yeah. it's still like a big deal. So obviously now, you know, with the coronavirus, um, 
it seems this current Comic-Con season has been uh, canceled pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but the San Diego one, it looks like they're going virtual. They are. Uh, so they're going to do some kind of virtual event. Um, when is it? July next next month, July 22nd. Right. Uh, through yeah. the 26th, it sounds like. And my favorite bit of the announcement was um, they said that they're going to provide badges for fans to print at home so they can wear. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, you get the full experience then, I guess, uh, you know, clipping uh the badge to yourself and uh, wow. sitting at home and watching, I guess, the webcam. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, this goes and how it's presented. But, you know, ultimately, you know, I think a big part of the fun of these things is is really getting to go and interact with other fans, especially, um, you know, the fans that are dressing up and all the cosplay that happens. Uh, even so, even though they'll be able to recreate in virtually some of the things like panels and, um, you know, announcements from, from uh these big franchises mm-hmm. uh that's an element that's certainly going to be missing that's true you could have like avatars in the chat rooms <laughs> yeah did you dress up when you went uh no i wore i wore like you know like a spider-man t-shirt and but i didn't like yeah. go in costume or anything yeah so you had your comic book memorabilia on and and things yeah. you were representing but not not full-on cosplay right yeah i had the merch <laughs> yeah so i did the um the vip pass uh when i went in 2012 and so that was like um i don't remember how many days three or four days of the comic-con okay uh so i was basically went to every one of those days and uh i didn't dress up you know for for all of them and in fact i i don't know if it really even counts to say i dressed up but um like i said when ian mcdermott said that he liked my hat uh i was wearing this like black kind of like a fedora more like an outback hat like a you know crocodile dundee type of hat or something oh, okay. and i just basically i just put together an outfit um that looked like it could be something but it really wasn't anything uh, i had some like uh, uh holsters some like plastic uh leg holsters for guns um that i had gotten from like some halloween out costume a long time ago or something so i had those like wrapped around uh my jeans and then i had um uh, you know, like I said, the hat on, and I think I might have had some blasters that are like a, some toy blasters or something. I don't remember if I took them or not because of you know the New York City uh, rules about uh, weapons and stuff. So I, I don't remember if I uh, had taken them or not. But basically, like I looked like I was probably something, but <laughs> uh-huh. I really wasn't. Like I had just I just put together something that looked like it might be an outfit, and so as a result of that, I did get a lot of comments from people that were like. Oh, you're that um um, and they were trying to think, and then they're like, "Wait, what? What are you?" Yeah, <laughs> and then I had to explain to them like, "Oh, I'm I'm nothing." <laughs> um, they thought you were like some deep cut. Um, yeah, some, they were, people thought I was some kind of obscure thing, and they uh-huh. some people some people thought that they knew what it was. Like uh, I did get a lot of like Van Helsing references, I think, and okay. I'm not really sure what that is. I don't I don't know Van Helsing very well, so um. But 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 it was basically that kind of um, you know just I wore a bunch of black I had the hat mm-hmm. I had um, the holsters around and um, I don't really remember what all but it was just I just found what I had around the house basically that I could put together and look like some kind of what I was going for I think was um, like uh, some kind of space bounty hunter type yeah. of thing you know it came I guess it came close enough uh, Van Helsing I think he's like a vampire hunter or something right. Yeah, the um, way you described so, it, it sounded like generic Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of Han Solo, but but dark because, like, you know, obviously oh. he wears the, the 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 vest, the white shirt, and things, and so and I mine was all basically all black, and the hat as well. I had a black hat on, but it was fun. And then the other days, of course, you know, I, I didn't dress up, and I, I didn't re- I don't really have a lot of um, 
you know, like uh, relevant t-shirts or anything either. So I just kind of, you know, wore, wore ran- standard stuff, but, um, but it was fun. I did have like a Mario shirt that I wore once um, that had the ghost on it, the ghost from Mario and says boo. <laughs> so that was like the most, uh-huh. <laughs> that was probably like the most nerdy uh, t-shirt that I had that I uh, wore to, to Comic-Con. And then other than that one, you know, like I said, the, the, the f- sort of fake costume that I did. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So if you were to dress up, if you did cosplay, what do you think you would do? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Cause it's gotta be something like, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. So maybe I would get a Spider-Man costume and, and do that. Yeah. Uh, totally fit in. Um, but it also needs to be a little functional, which that is definitely not. Can you imagine riding the subway in that? that would be fun yeah yeah and what what gets me like a lot of these costumes you know they're they have masks and so it's um you know it could be anything especially like the darth vader every year every anywhere you go um to comic-con or a star wars convention or whatever it might be a star wars premiere or something like that there's always the guy that shows up in a darth vader costume which is weird because it's just basically you just bought the outfit and you're inside it. Nobody knows who you are or cares who you are. Mm-hmm. You're just this, you know, generic Darth Vader person now. True. But and then what's weird is like you actually have to be Darth Vader. Like at least me as my whatever Van Helsing or whatever it was, you know, I, I, I wasn't acting like anything else. Um, mm-hmm. But when you go f- into that full like Spider-Man costume or Darth Vader costume, you're basically not yourself. You can't be yourself, right? You can't be Darth Vader walking around, um, you know, eating a cheeseburger and being like, hey, man, you want to go uh, check out the, the Star Trek booth? <laughs> you have to act like Darth Vader. You know, you have to walk around. You have to force choke people. And then, of course, oh, yes. if Darth Vader force chokes you, you have to pretend you're being choked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a Quite very uh, strange and, um, to me, kind of awkward uh, piece of cosplay. But I'm sure, you know, it's part of the fun for a lot of people that go and do that. Uh, especially the dressing up and they you know like to to act the part as well oh totally and then this year with like coronavirus having to wear a mask you know you can have some fun with it and make it part of your costume yeah i mean most of them already have masks so you know you go as bane or something and you're already there yeah (laughs) or the winter soldier like um yeah like the winter soldier in Captain America, the winter soldier kind of has that face mask like a lot of the people who wear like the the black face masks kind of look like winter soldier especially if they have like long black hair yeah (laughs) so what was your favorite um experience from like any of your comic-con outings um so i think like meeting meeting people like meeting the so when i was younger meeting the um like the writers and the artists was really cool yeah getting stuff stopped getting stuff signed is really cool like your favorite book uh getting Mm -hmm. it signed is, is awesome um uh more recently like seeing all the cosplayers and like people go like way you know to the next level with some of these costumes i saw like a functional group walking around um, <laughs> yeah and uh, uh what else um i i didn't pay to to meet anybody in the last uh couple of years i went that's a, that's actually a new thing like when we went to the uh the conventions back in like 2001 like you you just had to wait in a line for like an hour to meet someone you didn't have to yeah. pay yeah it sucks now they charge you um yeah and you have to stand in line and that's why i only saw you know one because he's the emperor like and the emperor is my favorite mm-hmm. character from star wars um i don't know if that's still true <laughs> with uh, <laughs> what happened uh in the, the latest movies but um uh, 
but 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 yeah i mean he was just such a great great character and i was like this is you know my only chance to to, to meet the guy so you know why not and you know, right. they had other people there i think lou ferrigno was there and um some other uh you know people and and, and they were probably some that were you know pretty cheap but still it's like you know do i want to spend 20 dollars and and just you know go meet lou ferrigno right and it's just like you know I, if i could stand in line and meet him for free then maybe i would but but it's just weird to have to pay to to go in and yeah Oh, and yeah. say, uh, to get a signature and then of course the picture and in McDermott it was the <laughs> picture and I thought well that's that's you know even better than like just the signature going and right. getting a picture with them so that was cool who are like three people you would pay like $150 to meet like in the you know comic book world um in the comic book world see that's, that's the thing is like Ian McDermott is not even in the comic book world or, but, or um, I mean like someone who would show up to one of these things well, I, I think one of them would be, and I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if he would even, you know, charge, but um, someone like like Michael J. Fox. I know there's a lot of Back to the Future type mm, oh, uh, yeah. cosplay and stuff. Um, you know, I don't know how much that counts, um, but that's one of my favorite movies, and I think it would be cool to meet Michael J. Fox. Um, I did when I was there. I did get to meet, um, not really meet them. I saw them, uh, but there was a. Uh, a booth kind of panel and it wasn't like a, a panel where they were really far away it was actually like a booth for the tv show um uh person of interest okay and uh the character from uh lost who plays ben uh that actor i forget his name i think it's like michael emerson maybe okay uh, he was there and amy acker uh was there and i'm a big fan of both of them mm-hmm. and they're they're just you know they're just actors from from tv and um and uh, I guess maybe movies. I don't know if they, any of them have been in movies, but uh, they were there signing things. I think you had to maybe pay to get s- stuff signed. But uh, I got they were there in a booth at a booth, so you could just like kind of walk by and see them and, and be pretty close, as opposed to like the panels where you know they're on stage and they're really far away. Uh, but I did get to watch like a Walking Dead uh, panel, which was big at the time. Um, also got to see uh, Terry Terry Quinn or Terry O'Quinn. I don't, I don't even remember if it's Terry Quinn or Terry O'Quinn, but he was uh, the guy who played John Locke from Lost. Um, he was there because of a TV show at the time called uh, 666 Park Avenue, which uh, you know was canceled, didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was in that, and that was another one that was pretty cool to, uh, you know, I didn't, didn't meet him, but I got to see him pretty close up there as he was in a in a booth. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think... Um, any anybody from like the Marvel, the MCU universe, I think would be pretty cool now. Yeah, um, you know, it'd be always cool to meet to be able to say you met um, Thor or, mm-hmm. or Tony Stark or something. Uh, Chris Pratt, I feel like would be, you know, he, um, he feels like it might be cool to meet him, but also he seems he seems kind of too big for anyone now, right? Like he's <laughs> yeah. he's he's like you know, probably one of the most famous people on earth, and uh, you know he's head of so many franchises now so like i don't know i feel like if i did meet him it would be underwhelming just because like you know he he i I can't imagine him caring at this point for fans although you know (laughs) he's probably a nice guy and maybe he does but i just feel like uh you know thor uh whoever that is chris hemsworth would probably be a lot nicer in person and and make you feel uh special whereas chris bratt i think you know he's he's got more important things to do mm-hmm. right you have to meet him before they get too big you know then they're yeah <laughs> while they still have time for you exactly yeah yeah what, what about you do you have anyone on your like uh wish list uh, yeah like uh, robert Downey jr chris evans um and then yeah the third one i'm not sure like stanley would have been awesome 
uh, maybe Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Scarlett Johansson. Um, yeah, I think yeah. um, Tobey Maguire would probably be someone pretty cool to just talk with. <laughs> he he'll probably talk to you now. Yeah, yeah especially now he like <laughs> he doesn't have too much to do, right? <laughs> um, but he also seems like a just a nice, cool dude, right? Like he'd, yeah. he'd be someone that I would imagine I'd hang out with in college, mm-hmm. back in my college years. Yeah. That'd be fun. One of my favorite experiences when I went, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this TV show Firefly. Yeah, Joss Whedon, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big, it was a big hit, not not in terms of <laughs> obviously ratings and stuff, but in terms of uh, now people uh, liking it. Uh, it's 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 huge. Everyone loves Firefly and everyone wanted Fire, Firefly to come back for years. And of course it, it never did and probably never will at this point. Uh, but they had a Firefly reunion panel uh, that I got to go to. And so on that panel was, um, what's her name? Uh, the woman that played the mechanic lady, um, State, I think, Julie State or Julia State, something like that. Uh, she was there. And um, this other guy, the guy that plays um, uh, River's brother uh, was there. And I think maybe one or two other people. But of course, the, the star of Firefly is Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't there, but he... He did this thing where he called in, so he like called in on the phone, okay. and so I was filming. I started filming uh, on my on my uh, flip phone thing that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started filming the, the the panel as it was going, and he called in and he was talking and he was talking to the that guy that plays the brother, and uh, he you can hear him on the speaker and he's saying, "Yeah, I'm really sorry, you know, I couldn't make it, but you know, I'm 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 out here on on the West Coast. It's just you know too hard to get out. I have a lot of things to shoot and busy and everything." And then, uh, and then he, he says something like, uh, I don't really remember the guy's name, Brad or some Brian or something like that. And he's like, oh, uh, by the way, Brad, that's a, that's a nice shirt you have on. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, wait a minute. And he says, yeah, the, you know, the, the blue is a nice color or something. The blue stripes, that's a, that's a good color. And then it's like, wait a minute. What, what, he's, he's, he's tricking us. He's here. And everyone starts like freaking out. Everyone's like looking around. And then you, and then, and they're like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Uh-huh. And then he says on the, on the cell phone, he says, um, uh, nope, nope, back here, over here, over here. And then uh, the guy on stage is like looking around and he's like, yep, yep, over here. Yeah, you see me over here in the back? Yeah, right, right there, right up there. And so everybody turns around to look in the back corner. Mm-hmm. But me, I'm keeping my phone on the stage because I'm like, you know, bullshit. <laughs> I know Nathan Fillion. <laughs> this is all part <laughs> of the trick. And then sure enough, he walks off, uh, he walks out off uh, the side of the stage no while everyone's turned around yeah. like everyone's turned around trying to see him at the back of the room oh, awesome. and he's up on stage and just walks out and um it's just and then it's just a crazy moment and i actually got that entrance on on film Dude, that's awesome uh, because i was you know i didn't turn around i didn't fall for it and so i had uploaded it to youtube and it's probably like one of my my biggest videos on youtube i get tons of thousands of views tens of thousands oh, wow. of views on it um and that was you know years and years ago but but that was a pretty cool moment that's so cool yeah i was gonna say you should you should totally put that on youtube that, that's a good that's pretty sweet yeah and he, he he ran out and then um then that that woman i forget i wish i could remember her name i know it's like julie or or julia or something anyway she she ran out and like jumped on him basically whenever he he walked mm-hmm. out and you know they gave a big hug and it was it was fun to get to see just their, their chemistry again um you know especially just uh, nathan fillion in particular because he's He's just such a very uh, charismatic dude, and uh, he was up there and hanging out with those guys again. Uh, so it was nice. That's awesome. That's one of the one of the things you can't really recreate in in a virtual 
convention you know like those kind of moments yeah i'm sure they'll have some fun stuff uh planned though so it will be fun to see see what they end up doing oh yeah yeah i was cleaning the chimney we have no chimney i guess now is a good time for a quick ad break or it would be if we had any advertisers we do have a patreon though you want to tell the listeners about that sure so it's patreon.com slash w-u-t-r pronounced water Exactly, but it's spelled W-U-T-R. Water. Anyway, people who like our show, they can go to Patreon and support the show. Say the magic words, fat Gandalf. Um, I gotta also show you, I guess at some point, if I can find my Comic-Con stuff, um, show you what signatures I do have, because I did get some, uh, part of my like VIP pass, I got access to some kind of special signing uh, thing okay, and to get signatures from um, people who were basically comic book artists and writers or something. Oh, awesome! And but I like I said, I don't know comic book stuff, so I have no idea who these people are. Um, if it's cool to have their signature or not, you know. But I think I have. I think it was like you know eight or nine people, something like oh, that. That's awesome. And they sign. You know, you bring them the program, and they have their all their like their their names and pictures in the program, and so they go and to where theirs is and sign it for you. And so I'll have to go through that some someday and and tell you whose signature I got, and you can let me know if it's if it's cool or not. Yeah, you should let me know. I, I know um, most of the names, so um, I could definitely tell you. Yeah, maybe we can do a, a whole episode on reviewing our our, our random uh, comic book <laughs> memorabilia. Oh yeah, I uh, I have a, like a big collection from about 1998 through 2008. So I have like probably like a thousand comic books. <laughs> yeah how many how many signatures do you think you have signatures from, maybe, like unique signatures uh, maybe like 50 yeah um or maybe more it's um but yeah maybe oh oh like people or books signed people yeah like people like oh many, yeah how then, many unique people have you have did you get signatures oh, from like autographs maybe 20 okay give or take no and it has to be less than 20 it's gotta be maybe like 10 <laughs> i i just i have those like eight or so people oh okay and i again i don't even know who they are so who knows if they're if they matter or not they're just the the random eight people that were assigned to the the vip um special thing oh okay yeah. i will have to look at it sometime and see so i guess you're planning to watch the virtual the virtual uh san diego comic-con yeah i think so if they have any like good announcements or if like marvel's doing a panel or dc yeah well actually dc is doing their own thing have you heard about yeah that? i heard it's about called, that yeah uh, Fandom, Fandom, yeah, it's um, it's kind of modeled after um, Fort Fortnite, who had a convention like a virtual convention. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of modeling it off of that, and they're gonna have um, uh, announcements for uh, the sequel to Shazam, uh, a Black Adam movie, um, updates on Wonder Woman. Yeah, um, they're gonna have uh, updates on all of like the CW shows. But does this mean that? There's going to be sort of a letdown um, for the DC's participation <laughs> well, in Comic-Con because like well, Comic-Con is going to be a month before this and they obviously can't go and undercut any of their announcements that, that they're planning for right. their, you know, their own convention. Yeah, so I, I don't so, think they're going to show up at, at Comic-Con, quite honestly. Not at all, or at least, you know, throw us something, I give us um, so. some CW announcements or something. Um, it's possible. Possibly you might get something, but most likely yeah. it'll be a skip. Mm-hmm. So what, what big announcements do you think will um, come at the Comic-Con 
this year. Oh, a Comic-Con this year? Well, it'll be interesting to see what Marvel does because um, I think that I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Marvel Disney Plus announcements or promotion because um, so the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out in August um, and then production got halted because of coronavirus. So mm-hmm. it's supposed to start back up soon, but whether or not they'll meet that August release date is yet to be determined. So yeah. we by Comic-Con would have an updated release date probably some promotion promotional stuff maybe a trailer yeah um i'm sure that sebastian stan and anthony mackie will show up you know if the plan is to release that show this year i'm sure you'll see a lot of promo for it at san diego comic-con yeah and i imagine it's kind of difficult to make announcements right now with so much still kind of up in the air yeah maybe you know with disney plus and tv shows it's a bit easier but like movies you know everything's getting pushed back productions are being halted and stuff and you still don't really know Mm mm-hmm when things will uh, get back to normal. Right. I think in, in some countries they're like lifting the restrictions. You can kind of get back to production yeah. with um, with like considerable uh, precautions being taken. Yeah, I heard that they're starting to shoot Jurassic World, the Jurassic World uh, sequel, oh, nice. I guess the third movie. Uh-huh. That's uh, resuming production. And really I figure, you know, they could just uh, start off with the, the dinosaur scenes because, you know, they're extinct anyway. Who cares if they catch coronavirus? <laughs> I think they're immune. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, you know, their their uh, their immune systems are so ancient that this stuff can inf- infect them anyway. Yeah, they're gonna replace us again. Going yeah, back so to you know, just just at least shoot the dinosaur scenes, and then you know, next year film the humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess speaking of dinosaurs, one of the cool thing that I saw in 2012 um, was Iron Sky. I don't know if you had heard of that. Uh, no, I haven't. But I have. I think there's been sequels that I haven't watched that I think include dinosaurs now. I have to catch up on my Iron Sky, but um, at the time, this uh, movie came out called Iron Sky, or Iron Skies, maybe, Um, but it was uh, basically, it's about Nazis on the moon, so the premise is uh, that um, after World War II, when they were losing the war, that the Nazis all just uh, retreated to the moon, (laughs) where they had a secret moon base, Uh and so they've been secretly living there, building up their army uh, ever since, and then they uh invade now uh and then this like sarah palin type of uh caricature is president during the during that time and it's 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 really yeah it's it's very much like a i don't know like a kind of a b movie type of thing like it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of meant to be almost stupid and um but it's but still it's hilarious and this the premise is great and you know it's it's, it it was it was very entertaining and they, they had a booth there so i got to kind of go and see the Iron Sky stuff as well. Oh, nice. But I, I've heard that there's been like at least one sequel, possibly two. Uh, and I think they have like uh, dinosaurs now is, is what I, I think I had heard. So now you have like na- Nazis riding dinosaurs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but see, I, I haven't kept up with Comic-Con, so I, I, don't, I don't know for sure. I got to uh, go back to another Comic-Con and see what's going on in the, the, the dinosaur riding Nazi world. <laughs> One thing I'm curious about is like um, a lot of these virtual conventions are going to be um, like, you know, unlimited access, right? Because mm-hmm. normally at uh, like a, a Comic-Con when someone's making an announcement, you have maybe yeah. a few thousand people in the room and then everyone else is tweeting about it. And, and um, yeah, and now everyone's just uh, online watching it. Exactly. So uh, and for free, right? Yeah, for free. Yeah, you can't charge people to come look at your promotional material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you say that, but I actually paid like $30 for a 
Hank Green book tour, <laughs> which is virtual, <laughs> uh, but oh, wow. ma- mainly just to get the book because, you know, I'll get a signed copy of the book, which is fine. But his previous uh, book tour, uh, Grace and I went to, and then um, his brother, John Green, is also an author. And it's funny to say also an author because oh, he was yes. an author before. He yeah. like, is, has been an author for a long time, and now his brother Hank okay. is an author too. And this is his second book. And so we've gone to a couple of book tours of theirs, um, which is fun. They put on a whole event for you, and you also get signed copy of the book and some, you know, some other little things, stickers or you know, a, a program and whatever. Um, so it's in a tote bag. So it's nice. Um, but this year, you know, it's it's virtual, and I signed up. But it was funny because I'm usually when I sign up for these, I get the two tickets, one for me and one for Grace. And then I was signing up for this, and I'm like. I guess I just need one ticket because, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she's going to sit here yeah. on the couch, I guess, next to me and we, we can watch it. Uh, but you don't have to buy a second ticket for that. And I don't know that there's any like exclusive content that's going to be unlocked because I you know paid for it. I, I think literally mm-hmm. it's just the, the, the book. But yeah, I, you know, that doesn't stop people from charging for this stuff, though. You know, there's plenty of online video and, and uh, webinar type things that do charge money. That's true. Yeah, you gotta... so, so I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they didn't. Obviously, like San Diego, I guess, being nonprofit is probably a big reason for that. Oh, okay. Um, but like New York Comic Con, you know that they would, if they did something, they would be charging you yeah. for access. They'll charge you for anything. Even though, you know, that stuff would be immediately pirated. But still, you know, there's going to be people that are going to have to pay. They're going to want to pay just so that they for sure get access and, and right away. Right. But I think the DC one is free. Like the one that's... Yeah. Well, it better be because that's all just a marketing stunt. Exactly. Yeah. If nobody, if they're charging you to go and be advertised to, like, you know, <laughs> what is the world coming to? Well, that's a pretty smart, uh, pretty smart strategy, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come, come give us money and we'll show you some ads. Yeah. But then the thing is, like, if everyone has access to it, are people still going to be engaged with the content? Are they still going to be tweeting about it? Is it still going to yeah. be trending? Because oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure because not everyone's going to be sitting there watching it, too. Like a lot of people will be, you know, interested, but not interested mm-hmm. enough to spend however many hours it's going to be sitting and watching. Right. The thing. Oh, yeah, I guess that's they true. just want the you know, they want the tweets, you know, they want to win, tell us who's going to play who and let's and let's hear some dates. And that's what they want to know. And then, you know, they'll be tweeting that and sharing that. And that'll be the conversation. What I think would be interesting is, you know, where we where where all these conversations will be happening, because, you know, obviously people will be on Twitter, but also on Reddit and different places as well. And so um, it might be, you know, bigger in a way because everyone has access to watch it. So maybe more people are talking rather than the reverse of it, where you're like, you know, I'm going to watch the Twitter feed of my one friend that is at Comic-Con right now because I know he's got the inside scoop and a few, you know, um, entertainment reporters and things like that right. but now a ton of people like anybody like my mom could go and and live tweet it if she wanted of course you know, she probably <laughs> won't but um here would be a good time to do a shout out to her twitter account but i, I don't even know what the handle is <laughs> i don't i don't think she does yeah. either though uh, um yeah because like normally when uh, comic con's going on i'm like refreshing twitter every 10 seconds to see what new update has just come out yeah but um if, if everyone has access to it, it might not be as as big of a, a splash as, yeah. as they may have hoped. Yeah. The other thing, though, you know, with it being virtual, then the, the city's really missing out on a lot. Because I've read that the oh, yeah. uh, economic impact from San Diego Comic-Con is $180 million. Oh, my God. That's insane. And all that's... Yeah. Which, you know, obviously with the uh, coronavirus and lockdowns and everything, like the economy's 
and struggling anyway like you know a lot of places are uh, you know shut down so economic activity is decreased but then to also take that extra 100, 180 million hit yeah you know that's that's tough yeah that sucks that's a big it's a big loss but it's also crazy just to think that that's that's a huge draw for a town and and i guess you know do you know why san diego it seems so random to me yeah because it's uh, because of its proximity to los angeles so it's close to hollywood yeah uh, it's it's easy to get the talent to come out and then it's also a lot cheaper than mm-hmm. than la um like uh you know there it has the huge convention center um and the capacity to hold a lot of people at uh, less of a cost so really so but it's kind of random like it could have just as easily have been like nevada or arizona or something random right yeah but i mean there are factors that kind of made um that a a desirable location yeah because like new york seems like a pretty good place for it because of you know there's there's comic comic book culture is here already it's true um you know so many uh uh, comic book creators and headquarters and stuff here in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, apparently the first official, whatever that means, um, Comic-Con was here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's nice at least getting to go to Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con. It kind of sucks, I guess, that it's for profit, you know, because some, some random person I don't know is is making a bunch of money off of this big event. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's um, pretty good access. What I would feel bad for are like more the um, Middle America Comic-Cons because, uh, you know, they do happen. There are all these random Comic Cons all over, and I bet they have a harder time drawing out, uh, you know, the big names and things like that. That's true, but I guess if you get like one big name to go out to like Cleveland, it's like a big deal in yeah. Cleveland. <laughs> and then I guess you know it's still nice to have something rather than nothing for the people that are there. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess you know nobody's nobody's giving any special announcements, you know, revealing anything at Cleveland. That's true. So it's, it's not really the same experience, you know, that you kind of get from a San Diego or a New York or, right. or probably, um, you know, other some international ones as well that mm-hmm. are big. Right. I feel like San Diego Comic-Con has more of a focus on like movies and um, the New York Comic-Con has a little bit more focus on television and yeah. like comic books and just pop culture in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do know that when, when I was there, you know, television was huge. I went to the Walking Dead panel. I mentioned the Firefly panel. Um and then those two TV shows uh, where I saw the lost actors, uh, 666 Park Avenue and uh, Person of Interest. Uh, so, yeah. And also, I, know, I don't watch it, but um, Doctor Who was also big there. Oh, okay. Um, I ran into a lot of those little um, Doctor Who robot things, whatever they're called. Um, I, I don't know anything about it um, other than there's a, a telephone booth or something. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, there's some sort of, uh, some sort of robot villain type thing that it was there they had a lot of those around and so I, I you're right there's a lot there were a lot of television stuff like television was the big thing at uh new york comic-con the time i went i think it's also like the time of the year like new york comic-con is usually around october yeah so that's kind of in the beginning of the tv season and uh, san diego comic-con's in the middle of the summer which is big for movies. Yeah. And it's also kind of like the time of year that the movie season is kind of starting to wrap up. And so you're kind of getting excited about what's coming a year from now uh, or in the holiday season, six months to a year from now. And then, um, so it's a great time to start those ad campaigns. Yeah. Well, apparently too, um, in Japan, they have um, Comiket, which is like a a Comic-Con, but it's um, a lot more strictly focused on 
on actual comic books, anime, uh, manga, and all that, which I guess makes sense. You know, like uh, the culture there is probably a lot, lot bigger around um, comics, uh, whereas here, I don't think. You know, obviously, there's there's a big fan base for comic books, but it's just not as big of a thing. It seems a little more of a widespread kind of mainstream thing in Japan. Yeah, that's true. And one one interesting thing is that like um, all of these things started in like comic books and moved to other mediums, television, film. But it never, you know, movies never really brought in an audience back to, you know, to the original source material. Yeah. Like um, it doesn't matter how popular the Avengers are. It really doesn't um, drive comic book sales. Like nobody's going going to the comic book stores and wanting to read up on the Avengers because they like the movies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to an extent, yes, but But not. at the same time it's interesting like movies movies themselves aren't supporting like they they obviously draw in um the ticket sales and merchandise and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But MovieCon, you know, like MovieCon isn't a thing. It's weird that even though Comic-Con everyone goes to it and Comic-Con the big focus there is movies. At the same time, like other than Star Wars, probably there's no movie franchise that could have conventions. That's true. And then, you know, movies as itself, you know, other than like, I guess you could say that the, I don't know, you could say the the Oscars or um, Sundance and these like film festivals are sort of like movie cons, but but not like this is. You know, you don't ever have like a collection of of just general movie fans going to hear about movies and meet people from their favorite movies that's true i'm sure there probably is some kind of film con or movie con out there but you know it's not on this scale of comic-con but it is then ironic though like you were saying you know that these these movies are a big draw mainstream but they're not bringing people to comics yet they are bringing people who probably aren't comic book fans to (laughs) comic-cons so it is it is it is weird it's (laughs) just kind of strange uh strange world where it's a convention that's literally based on comic books the majority of the material and draw at least now is uh based on movies right yeah that's very true um and it's, it's weird because like for a movie to be successful you need to sell like millions and millions of tickets but uh for like a comic book to be successful you need to sell like maybe five hundred thousand issues and it's yeah. a it would be you know a successful you know book if Comic-Con were to happen this year, if it wasn't hadn't been canceled, um, what would you have been most looking forward to? Uh, meeting the artists, meeting the writers, getting stuff signed. I always liked that that part of it. Anyone in particular? Um, maybe people who like I haven't met yet. Uh, uh, J. Michael Straczynski was my favorite writer when I was reading. Um, it'd be cool to meet him. Um, he did Babylon 5, if you may have, you may have heard about that. Mm-hmm. Um so let's see he would have been i think he's like the one one of the few people few like comic writers i haven't met because i met like um brian michael bendis i met like jeff Loeb, um and it's funny because a lot of the 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 comic book writers that were big like 20 years ago have moved over to the tv space mm-hmm. like like jeff Loeb, jeff johns uh brian michael bendis uh mark millar all these guys have moved over to to tv or or um you know writing for films and stuff yeah uh, J, yeah J. michael straczynski actually wrote a draft of the first thor movie oh that's cool so this comic-con that's coming up uh in july how, how are you planning on watching it you're going to be sitting at home live tweeting uh yeah hopefully um if there's like interesting panels or um like if marvel shows up i'll definitely tune in we could probably uh live tweet it from our uh podcast handle then yeah we should 
we can have a whole show about it in uh, in just a month. In um, yeah, it's not not uh, long I from now. Yep, July twenty second, I think, is Comic Con. Yeah, for that weekend. So I guess you know if people want to check out that, then um, you know our Twitter is WUTR Podcast, which is kind of hard to say. There should be a, a word for triple U, I guess. <laughs> WUTR. <laughs> yeah. Which is, we understood that reference. Yeah, so anyone who's going to be joining Comic-Con should uh, hit us up on Twitter and let's uh, live tweet it together, watch this thing, see how it goes, the first ever virtual Comic-Con, mm-hmm. making history, I guess. You know, next next month, that's Comic-Con, and uh, next week we'll have another episode. So tune in. Hey, it's the end of the episode. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever you listen to podcasts on. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at WUTR Podcast. If you like the show and want to support it, check out our Patreon at patreon.com WUTR. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more superhero stuff.